you have your Bibles with you, I'm going to take you to Hebrews chapter number 3, and then you might go ahead and mark Mark chapter number 16. We'll do more reading in Mark 16 than we will Hebrews 3, but we want to start together this morning there. I pray that I'm able to deliver this morning. I've, I've had a thing in my voice all week. Yesterday I was a little better. This morning it, it, it's better, but let's hope that it holds out. Uh, but what I'm going to share with you today, I was, I was hesitant to, to really bring forth this word this morning. I was, it, it, it's one thing for y'all to sit there. It's another thing if you have to stand here week after week and preach meeting after meeting. And we've been on a, we've, we've preached several places in the last little while. And uh, I always want to make sure I have something fresh and that I've heard from the Lord. Uh, I have no problem to stand here and talk to you. Uh, Debbie don't let me talk too much through the week, so I can stand here and talk, see? So this is my opportunity. But I can talk. That's not a problem. Uh, just kidding. But, uh, but I, uh, I want to make sure that I'm saying what, uh, what, what we need to hear. And, and I, was, uh, I was sitting in a rocking chair in the mountains of North Carolina just a couple of days ago. And... Uh, Lord began to drop this in my spirit, and I began to take a few notes, and then I spent some time in the office last evening, and, and I was like, Lord, is this really where we need to be? And, and I, was, I was still hesitant when I got back to the office early this morning, and I said, Lord, is this really what I need to share? And uh, I had a pastor friend that, is, that I've known for probably 20 years He's never texted me a day in his life. We've called and talked on the phone a few times. He's a dear friend, but he's never texted me. And at 9 o'clock this morning, he simply sent me this text. He said, be encouraged today. He said, you're not talking about God, but you're talking for him. I said, okay, God, I guess you can't get much plainer than that. So here we go, all right? So, uh, but uh, Hebrews chapter number 3, I want to give you two verses this morning. It says, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Let me read verse number 12 again, please. It says, take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. I want to say this morning that we find ourselves in a place that is very unique. It's a time where there's lots of noise and everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an ideal. But I'm reminded this morning that it isn't necessarily what everybody else says. But it is about what does the Lord say? And I'm reminded this morning that when we get into noisy times and busy times and times of everyone sharing their ideals and opinions, it often is a time where unbelief and doubt begins to emerge. 
That's why I'm encouraged when I read the book of Romans and Paul simply asks the question. I'm not going to speak on this today, but I could. In Romans 3 and 3, he said, For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? He's just asking the question. But he said, God forbid, yea, let God be true, but let every man a liar. It is written that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged. What he was simply saying is, <coughs> excuse me, does it matter what others may think or say or do if it's contrary to the word of God, it's not valid. This morning, there's a lot of things that's been said that's not valid. It may appear to be factual, but it's not truth. It may appear to be winning, but it's really dying. I am reminded of a story that I want to take you to in Mark chapter number 16. You're going to have to forgive me. The tie is going to have to go today. Make it through somehow. <coughs> the devil's a liar this morning, all right? Yeah. Mark chapter number 16. We find the story of the resurrection. Inside of it is another story that seldom gets told. <coughs> I may have to pull Jade out of the bullpen. He'll love that, won't he? Uh, but in this story, we find a story that doesn't never really get told, and it is the story of unbelief. And I want to read through it just for a moment. In Mark chapter number 16, Jesus has been crucified. It's now the first day of the week, very early in the morning. Mary Magdalene and the others, they have come. They've had an encounter. Jesus has showed himself to her. And that's where we want to pick up this story. Mark chapter number 16. It says, now when Jesus was risen early, <coughs> the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, they believed not. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. And afterwards, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat. And he rebuked them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not of them which had seen him after he was risen. Now, I want to stop there just for a few moments. For we find that in the midst of this season, in the midst of this story, this great story of resurrection, we find that the disciples of Christ 
is in a place where they began to be devastated by what they naturally saw. This devastation gave birth to doubt and unbelief even after they'd received word that he was alive. But it was in this season that he commissioned a people to reach a world. <clears throat> in the midst of unbelieving people, God was desiring to commission and release them with the spiritual mandate. And today, I believe wholeheartedly, thank you, ma'am, I appreciate that very much. That's why it takes an army to raise me, see? Please forgive me for the sound of a cough drop in my mouth this morning. In the midst of an unbelieving people, I believe today in the United States of America, God is commissioning and releasing a people with a spiritual mandate, and he is going to confirm that he is still alive in this hour. The call is not for the faint of heart, please hear me, but it is for the remnant that is willing to stand in the midst of uncertainty. As we look at Mark 16, 9 through 11, notice Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene, whom he had cast seven devils out of before he ever showed himself to his disciples. But he sent her with a word and said, tell them. But yet they believed not. Notice they failed to obtain and process the word that had been given to them beforehand. If you was to read Matthew 12 and 40, notice this is the words of Christ when he was speaking to his disciples. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the well's belly, so shall the Son of God be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. But they failed to comprehend that which God had spoken to them. Another, but we find then, as you read on as we read this morning in Acts 16, 12 through 13, after they failed to believe that which Mary said, he then shows himself to two others. As they was walking, and you know the story, you can read of that story in Luke chapter 24. As they're walking together, he reveals himself to them at the end of their journey, but they go back and they tell the rest of the disciples, he's alive. Therefore, it says, neither believe they them, in verse number 13. Showing this, the actual the Greek text actually states that in another form, Jesus took on a different appearance or a different expression. On two occasions, the disciples failed to believe that which was presented to them, that Jesus was alive. Why did they doubt? Why did they have problems believing? Simply because they're human, yes, but they failed to process the word of the Lord. Today, unbelief is present and it is prevailing in the hearts of men and women of faith simply because we are failing to hear and to believe, thus saith the Lord. Listen, everybody's looking for a word. Listen, we've got enough word already in the written word, the Logos word of God, to take us on a journey where we can see him and see him in his power and in his glory. Notice, uh, their unbelief prompted him to step into the room later in the evening uh, where his disciples were, and he dealt with their unbelief and hardness of heart. Why did he deal with it? Uh, was it to bring judgment to them, 
but it was uh, to position them, to shake them uh, from their place of doubt, mourning, and weeping, uh, and their unbelief so that he could position them and commission them to be that which he desired for them to be in that moment. Notice with me, there would have never been an outpouring of Pentecost in Acts chapter two if there'd never been a visitation of Christ stepping into the room where his disciples was when they was bound with doubt and fear. But because uh, he was willing to not leave mankind in the condition that they was in a state of weeping and mourning and doubting, he stepped in. uh, And the Bible teaches us very clear when you begin to read John chapter 20, John chapter 21, that Jesus stepped in, showed himself to his disciples, uh, and he showed them his hands, uh, showed them his side, uh, but then he breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost, uh, and we find that things began to change. Uh, I stand this morning uh, full of confidence. Once again, I believe uh, that he is stepping into the room uh, and he is dealing with the unbelief and the hardness uh, and he is releasing his people uh, to walk in power and authority. Uh, I believe that I am to stand here today uh, and to speak boldly to you and tell you uh, it's time to remove yourself uh, from the place of defeat that you have allowed the enemy to place you in uh, and it's time to begin to see him uh, for who he really is. Uh, Can I tell you this morning, uh, he is still alive. Mark chapter 16, 15 through 18 uh, tells us uh, the reason uh, that Jesus stepped into the room and dealt with and rebuked even uh, unbelief and the hardness of heart. Uh, He said unto them, uh, go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, uh, but he that believeth not shall be damned. uh, And these signs shall follow them that believe. Uh, In my name shall they cast out devils. Uh, They shall speak with new tongues. Uh, They shall take up serpents. Uh, And if they drink any deadly thing, uh, it shall not hurt them. Uh, And they shall lay hands on the sick, uh, and they shall recover. Uh, Notice, uh, there's a whole lot of shalls going on there. You know what that means? Uh, There's a whole lot of absolute uh, when God begins to speak. Uh, He's not saying it might be, it could be, this could happen, this could follow them. Uh, But he's saying this, uh, when people began to walk in a place of faith, things began to change. I stand today with full assurance uh, that God the Father in this season uh, is still communicating with the Holy Ghost uh, and the Holy Ghost is still moving upon the earth today uh, and he's not speaking of himself uh, but he's only relaying that which he hears from the Father uh, and the Father is commissioning him uh, to move in unction uh, and in unison uh, with the remnant of God's people in this hour. Uh, We have been commissioned to operate in authority in this present day. Uh, You may ask, how do you know that to be true, Pastor? Uh, It's very clear. Uh, We are the church, uh, and the Lord only uses uh, the church uh, to move uh, and to fulfill his will in this season. Uh, We have allowed the lies of the enemy uh, to keep us in a state of mourning and weeping uh, because of what we have seen uh, in the natural. Uh, 
We have been deceived by the trickery of our adversary. But I must remind you today that it is in the last days that he says he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. If there's ever been a sign or an evidence uh, that we are living in the last days, uh, it is now. Uh, I didn't come with a large message this morning, uh, but I come to simply bring you a simple message. Uh, it is nothing more than a declaration uh, that he is still alive. Uh, and we got to get back to where we understand that, uh, where we begin to walk in that, uh, and where we begin to believe in that. Uh, I sense that I must tell you once again uh, that we are in a season of resurrection power. Uh, I know that you've heard me say that throughout the year, uh, but listen, my friend, uh, when times and seasons come, uh, a season of resurrection means uh, that dead things begins to live, uh, but there has to be faith present. Uh, that's why I love Hebrews chapter 11 so much. Uh, notice with me, most of you can quote part of this, but let me just run through it very quickly. Hebrews 11, chapter number one, uh, chapter 11, verse number one. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Uh, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. But then when you start going down, uh, we find this. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice then, stay, uh, then, then came, uh, verse number five, by faith Enoch was translated uh, that he should not see death. Uh, verse number seven, by faith uh, Noah, been warned of God of things not yet seen, uh, moved uh, with fear and prepared an ark. Uh, it was in verse number eight, by faith Abraham, when he was called to go into a place where he should, after received an inheritance. Uh, Verse number 11, uh, it was by faith that Sarah also conceived uh, and brought forth Isaac. Uh, we find uh, that these all uh, died in faith. Not. Let me go back just a little bit. Let me go down to verse number 17. Uh, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. Uh, verse number 20, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Verse number 21, by faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph. Uh, verse Number 23, by faith, Moses, uh, when he was born, was hid three months. Uh, we find by faith in verse number 29, uh, they passed through the Red Sea uh, as on by dry land, uh, which the Egyptians uh, did not understand, uh, and they were drowned. Uh, it was by faith the walls of Jericho fell down. Uh, it was by faith the harlot Rahab perished not in verse number 31. And what, what shall I more say, uh, for the time would fail me, is what the writer says. Uh, he said, I could talk to you about Gibeon. Uh, I could talk to you about Barak. Uh, I could talk to you about Samson. Uh, I could talk to you about David. Uh, I could talk to you about Samuel uh, and of the prophets. Uh, he said, but it was through faith uh, that these gentlemen uh, subdued kingdoms. Uh, they wrought righteousness. Uh, they obtained promises. Uh, they stopped the mouths of lions. Uh, they quenched the violence uh, of fire. They Escaped the edge of the sword. Uh, out of the weakness were made strong. Uh, they waxed valiant in fight. Uh, they turned to fight the armies of the aliens. Uh, and women received their dead raised uh, life to them again. Uh, you say, what does all of that have to do with us this morning? Uh, can I tell you, uh, we are in a place right now uh, where we must let faith arise inside of us again. Uh, I know the world says all oh, we're crazy uh, and that we're old fashioned uh, and that we're outdated and we're 
We're not essential. Uh, but I'm going to tell you something. Uh, in the midst of darkness, uh, they don't call the psychologist. Uh, in the midst of trouble, uh, they don't call uh, the, 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 the White House. Uh, but in the midst of devastation and trouble, uh, the preacher gets called. Uh, and they say, pray, pray, pray. Uh, so we're really pretty still essential. Uh, listen, uh, know how many people that don't go to the house of God in your family, uh, when things get bad, uh, they begin to call and say, will you pray for Johnny? Uh, will you pray for Sally? Uh, why? Uh, it's because they understand uh, that if faith is present, uh, there is still hope. I got to tell you this morning, uh, the enemy doesn't like it uh, and he gets nervous, uh, but there is still faith in America uh, and that's why there's so much turmoil. Uh, that's why there's so much opposition. Uh, but listen, uh, this morning I got to tell you today uh, that we are in a place uh, where God is calling us uh, and he's telling us to shake off some stuff uh, and begin to be the men of God and the women of God uh, that we've been ordained to be. Uh, I'm not called to be politically correct. I'm sorry, uh, I'm not called to be a philosopher, uh, but I am called to be a minister of the gospel uh, that Jesus Christ is still Lord. Uh, he is still able to save, deliver, and set free. Uh, I come to tell somebody in the midst of this building uh, today uh, that this is an hour uh, and a day where God is still doing uh, exceedingly and abundantly what you could ever ask or think. Uh, I sense I must tell you today uh, that dead things are beginning to live. Uh, things that you thought was hopeless uh, God is bringing uh, and we're getting ready to breathe into them uh, and you will see them resurrected says the Lord uh, the remnant uh, is shaking off the old viper uh, that has latched itself to it uh, and it's beginning to see it shake off uh, and fall into the flames uh, and I'm here to tell you that which should have killed us uh, is about to be destroyed uh, and there is about to be a shout of triumph uh, come back out of the church of Jesus Christ uh, in America. The spirit of death has been dealt with in this hour. I believe it wholeheartedly. Uh, listen, uh, I've never seen the likes of it. Uh, even this week, uh, when I was away for a few days, my phone began to go off. Uh, I had to go hide away in a bedroom for a little while. Uh, and I had to begin to just pump life into somebody. Uh, I can't make it anymore. Uh, I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, this is wrong and that is wrong. Uh, the enemy tell them it's not worth it. Uh, I just had to be bold in the Lord uh, and then we was hundreds of miles apart uh, but I began to tell him uh, I said listen uh, God still loves you I still love you there's still a reason to live uh, don't think that uh, don't give place to the enemy uh, and I began to be bold in my faith uh, and I began to rebuke the spirit of the devourer uh, and I said death is not coming uh, but life is going to reign uh, can I tell you today that individual uh, is still living uh, still breathing uh, because because uh, when faith is present, uh, darkness has to flee. Uh, I want to stir up your faith this morning. Uh, I, I wish I had some strength today, uh, but in a stricken body, uh, I'm still going to declare to you right now uh, that healing virtue uh, has been released in this hour. Uh, I need somebody to hear the word this morning. Uh, it's not an opinion. Uh, it's not an ideal. Uh, but you've got to realize First Peter uh, 
chapter number two, verse number 24, it says the following, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we been dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. I'm gonna speak to somebody this morning. It is still a reality, John 10 and 10, that the thief comes but to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they may have life and that they might have it more abundantly. (coughs) He's not just talking about eternity, eternity, but he's talking about in the present. That's why I have to tell you this morning, Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, my son, attend to my words, incline thy ear into my saying, let them not depart from thy eyes, keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. I'm going to say this today. The enemy has tried to take the health of the church, but he's also tried to take the health of men of God and women of God and their children and their children's children. But I stand before you today, and I will make this declaration without hesitation. The word of the Lord says that where faith is present, Children are been made whole. Hearts are been touched. Lungs are been healed. Eyes are opening. Tongues are loosening. Lame is walking. Cancer is losing its grip. And the mind of many is going to be touched and the tormenting spirit that is plaguing this generation is about to be dealt with and broken off. Uh, There is a releasing of a generation uh, that is bound by homosexuality uh, that's about to emerge out of it uh, and they're about to be prophets. uh, They're about to be preachers. uh, They're about to be leaders uh, in the kingdom of God uh, because in this hour, uh, there is a message uh, that God is sending forth uh, and it is this, I am still alive. Uh, I know the enemy wants you to think it's over uh, because you don't see what you want to see in the natural. Uh, But I come to tell you uh, in the moment uh, when you think least uh, is the moment that God begins to move his hand uh, and the impossible uh, becomes possible. Uh, I wish somebody would hear this preacher this morning. Uh, Where faith arises, uh, there is a dispelling of demonic interference uh, and God begins to move on behalf of his people. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and celebrate this morning uh, even though It may be difficult, uh, but God is moving today on behalf of his people. Alone with the Lord in the last few hours, the Lord began to tell in my spirit, I could just begin to feel it vibrate in my spirit. Where faith arises, Not only is there a dispelling of demonic interference, but God portals, and you've heard me speak on this in times past, God portals began to be opened and miracle working power begins to be confirmed. 
in the presence of those that do not yet believe. The Lord would simply say to you and I today, stir up the gifts inside of you and begin to awaken to the call in this hour. This morning, in a world that's full of craziness, in a world where you're hearing all types of things, notice with me today, none of it really matters for the ones that will put their trust and faith in God. Mark chapter 16, you find Mary Magdalene comes. He's alive. They believe not. Luke and the other disciple, they return to the rest of the disciples and says, he's alive. They believe them not. He steps into the room in John chapter 20. He says, see my hands? See my side. He said, peace be unto you. And he breathed on them. Thomas wasn't present. Thomas comes and he's still not believing. He said, but if I, if I see, if I can touch, then I'll believe. You know the story. The Lord was faithful and showed himself to him. Thomas went on to do some amazing things for the kingdom of God. You will not hear me speak negatively of him. But he took the gospel to the unknown part of the world in his day. But he had to shake off the doubt and the unbelief. He had to quit weeping and mourning. And he had to get beyond the fear of the what-ifs. And he had to be the church. This morning, if we're not careful, we're guilty of being bound by the fears of the what-ifs. So therefore, we don't speak. We don't move. The Lord would say to you and I this morning, it isn't about anything else, just simply getting to a place where we let faith arise how do I make faith arise in my life? It's began to walk out and live out the declaration that Mary Magdalene made. He's alive. This morning, I know it's not Easter, but he's still alive. This morning, in the midst of all of your stuff, in the midst of all of the hurt, all of the pain, all of the disappointment, He's still alive. I still believe that the Great Commission is still the commission that you and I are to be walking after and walking in. Go into all the world, preach the gospel. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. We can stop right there and we don't get too unsettled, nervous about unnerved by things then when we get to verse 17 and these signs shall follow them that believe I want to point this out this morning the scripture does not say and these signs 
shall follow those that operate in the fivefold ministry. Does not say, and these signs shall follow them that walk with the gift of the calling of pastor or shepherd. No, doesn't say that either. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. What's he saying? Saying they that believe they will walk with power and authority where they do not have to live in a spirit of fear, but they can walk in a realm that others cannot. I'm not trying to be all the way over here. I'm trying to give you a balanced approach this morning. And that is this, as a man of God, a woman of God, signs and wonders can follow you if faith is present. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. That doesn't mean go play with snakes. Let me clarify that. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. There is a great need for men and women to begin to walk in faith again. So this morning, I just very simply challenging you to believe. You say, what does that really mean, Pastor? It means this. I'm challenging you to believe in what you say you believe. How is it that we can believe that the crucifixion and the resurrection of Christ can bring salvation to me? where I can live in eternity with him, but yet somehow I think I have to be so good or so this or so that in order for him to heal me or my family or this or that. Listen, it is the same sacrifice and the same ability to bring, and I understand this morning that yes, the greatest healing of all is when we was lost and undone and without any hope and salvation comes and the blood cleanses us and spiritually we are made whole. Yes, that's a, that's a marvelous healing. But also, please hear me, this temple, this temporary house is able to walk in wholeness and health when we believe and put our faith and trust in God because this has to be healthy in order for us to fulfill the commission. And therefore, our health and our wholeness was bought and paid for at Calvary. And when he resurrected in the first day of the week, he simply came out victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And he came out victorious over every sickness, every disease, every demonic attack that the enemy would ever try to bring against you or against your family. But we have to let faith arise. And this morning, my challenge to you is very simple. Just begin to believe for that which you're desiring. That which the word of the Lord says you can have, you can have. 
That which the word of the Lord says can be brought to pass, it can be brought to pass. I do not stand here shaken in my faith this morning, but I stand here knowing this, that it was by faith that the elders obtained a good report. And it's only when faith is present that I also will obtain a good report. That's why I say to you today, there is a reason to rejoice. He's still alive. And just like in the midst of a time of depression, a time of devastation, a time of uncertainty, get this, my friend, and I'm closing with this. And you can tell them that's my first, second, and third close for those that was wanting this morning. If they want to come to the piano this morning. The disciples had walked with Jesus for three and a half years. They had saw him touch the lame, touch the dumb, touch the blinded eyes. They had seen him speak, and they had saw power and anointing be on display. He had sat with them privately and talked with them, and he talked with them in so many ways things that we don't even have recorded in our Bible, the private times that he had with them. Because we read at times where he stole away with his disciples and taught them is what it says. In-depth study, in-depth revelation that we don't yet know what they possessed. But yet he even told them, as I shared with you earlier, the Son of Man will lay in the earth for three days, then he'll resurrect. But in the noise of the hour, with the noise of Pilate's Hall still ringing in their ear, with the, with the visual of Calvary still vivid in their mind, they had the inability to hear and to process the word that I will resurrect. And they'd become so grief-stricken Fear had overwhelmed them in such a manner that when Mary Magdalene went to tell them the good news that Jesus was alive, says that they was weeping and mourning. Here's what I believe this morning. people of God have been in a state of weeping and mourning for the last several months. We've been weeping and mourning because of a lot of things that's happening. I can stand here and only testify for me this morning, my heart is heavy. My heart is heavy for our nation. My heart is heavy for the church within our nation. Sometimes, if I could be this transparent with you, sometimes I'd like to just go stay on that front porch in the mountains of North Carolina or wherever and just hide because it gets so heavy. And I'm reminded 
matter what we see, no matter what we hear, even when we don't realize it, he's still working because his ways are higher. It brings us back to times and seasons where we lay before the Lord and say, Lord, what is it that we need to hear? And I heard the Lord very clearly in my spirit the last few days. Just say, let faith arise. Don't be afraid to believe in that which I'm saying and speaking. So here's what I'm going to say to you this morning. Don't let your eyes keep you from the supernatural of what God's getting ready to do in our nation. It'd be easy to be full of doubt and sit down and weep and mourn today by a lot of things that we see. But I'm going to stand today and I'm going to declare to you what I've declared since 2016. I'll declare it one more time today. That is this. The armies of Pharaoh is about to be overshadowed because there is a releasing of the Spirit, the breath of God, the water of God is getting ready to overshadow them. And that which they think they're about to apprehend and imprison again is getting ready to be removed from their grasp indefinitely. And some of the things that we're dealing with today, when we go through this cycle, we are not going to deal with it anymore because God is fighting and waging a war and we're about to walk in victory and power. The prophetic voice of God is beginning to ring out in this nation again. Let us make sure that we do not repeat the mistake of the people of Israel in the days of Jeremiah when they did not heed to the voice of the prophet. But when you begin to hear the prophetic voice of God, if you'll let faith arise and respond correctly, we are getting ready to see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost and fire. I want to say this this morning. If you will believe, if you will believe only, much like Jesus said to Darius as he was walking with him and he heard the noise that your 12-year-old daughter is dead, Jesus turned and he simply said, believe only. I'm going to tell you, the world said she was dead. Jesus walked in and touched her. She began to live. There's a touch from the master's hand. It's getting ready to be applied upon this nation. And that touch that's coming to this nation. Yes, we're going to go through some stuff. We're going to see a lot of chatter. We're going to hear a lot of stuff. We're going to see a lot of dark things. But there's a hand that's getting ready to touch this nation. And there's a spark of revival fire that's going to begin to burn. And please hear me. There is a manifestation of his power and of his presence that's coming. And you say, how is it coming? Is hear me this morning. Signs and wonders is getting ready to follow them that believe. Not those that are religious, but those that will believe. 
this morning, I come to tell you right now, all you need to do is stir up the faith inside of you. I don't know what you're praying for. I don't know what you're believing for. I don't know what that thing is that seemed to be taking the life right out of you this morning. But I'm here to tell you dead things are getting ready to live. That which the enemy thought he has orchestrated and says, I've, I've been successful, is getting ready to be reversed. There is healing virtue getting ready to flow, and children are going to be made whole. I believe that. I heard this very clearly in my spirit in the last few days. God is getting ready to touch the children of America, and they're getting ready to be used mightily. You're going to see five- and six-year-old children begin to prophesy and move under the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost when healing power comes. And those bodies that's been mangled, they're going to be made straight, says the Lord. Young men and young women, that minds have been distorted because of the abuse of the things that they put in their arms is getting ready to be renewed. They're going to be some of the sharpest individuals uh, that graces the platforms of the American church. Uh, when everybody else wrote them off, God said, I'm going to touch them and I'm going to use them for my glory. Uh, so I'm here to tell you, you may have a wayward son or a wayward daughter uh, that seems like that they are messed up uh, and you don't know if they're ever going to be right. I'm here to tell you, uh, God's about to touch them uh, and they're about to be resurrected Resurrected uh, with power and authority. Uh, this morning, uh, I just got to get somebody to believe. Uh, I know that the doctor said uh, that the heart can't be mended, uh, but I've come to tell you, God uh, is able to open up the blockage. Uh, he's able to clear out the veins. Uh, he's able to do uh, what needs to be done on your behalf. I want you to stand all over this building this morning. I'm going to ask you this simple question today. Is anybody in this room believing for something? If you're believing for something, I'm not going to ask you what it is, but I just want you to lift up your hand. You said, I'm believing for something. I want you to look around this room. Look around this room. Look at all of these hands. Here's what I'm going to say concerning those hands. Keep them up just for a moment. Lord, let faith arise in every hand that's lifted the heart of every hand that's lifted. And I speak to every dark thing that would try to exalt itself against every need, everything that people are believing for. And Father, in this moment, I release resurrection power over those situations and those areas. And God, we give you praise and glory right now. I want you to begin to lift your voice right now and say, God, I believe. I want you to just begin to confess to him his word. His word says that if we come in agreement, uh, we can ask. Uh, he says uh, that we have not because we ask not. Uh, you may have asked a million times before, but right now in this moment, uh, I want you to begin to ask for that thing uh, that you're believing God for right now. And as you begin to believe, uh, as you begin to ask, I'm believing right now uh, for healing virtue to come. Uh, I'm believing right now for an outpouring of the Spirit of God to come uh, concerning you, uh, concerning your family, uh, concerning our nation. Uh, today, uh, I thank God uh, that dead things are about to live. Uh, I thank God uh, that the impossible is about to become possible. Uh, I thank God uh, that no weapon formed against you is able to prosper. Uh, but this morning, uh, let this be the day uh, where faith arises uh, and the miracle working power of God begins to be shown uh, on behalf of his people in this hour, this moment, in this time, in this day.
Hi everybody, this is Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I also want you to connect with us. You can find us on all the social media platforms listed below. And we would love to catch up with you, hear what God has spoke to you, and continue to follow us. And we love you and God bless you.